Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in, Hokie Nation, to this edition of TSL Today. We record on Friday, February 17th, 2023 from the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center in Blacksburg, Virginia. And we got a great show coming up for you today. Men's and Women's Suits with David Cunningham and Wrestling with Jack Brizendine. All that and much more coming up on this edition of TSL Today. And it starts right now. We welcome you back to this edition of TSL today. Again, we're recording on Friday, February 17th, 2023 from the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center in Blacksburg, Virginia. Let's meet the crew on set today. Across the way, David Cunningham, our managing editor. Jack Brizanine is going to join us. Right now he's in the fourth chair. There we go. Yep, he's going to join us to talk wrestling later on. And Kyle Marshak is today's best podcast producer in the land. Behind the scenes, this edition of TSL Today is sponsored by Triumph NIL. Triumph, recruit, retain, reward. We appreciate Triumph NIL's support of TSL Today. Well, David, let's get right into things. Let's start with Virginia Tech women's basketball. Huge win over Duke last night. 61-45. Very impressive performance by the Hokies inside Castle Coliseum. The funniest thing was that score makes it feel a lot closer than it was. Yeah. Virginia Tech held Duke to 14 first half points. Like, try and wrap your head around that. Duke only had one field goal in the second quarter. Tech's defense was stifling from the get-go. Duke head coach Carol Austin said the Hokies just stunned Duke right out of the gate. Um Duke scored the first basket of the game. Tech scored on its first possession. So it was two all, and then Tech ran away with it from there. And Tech basically controlled every facet of the game. Rebounded the ball well. I think final rebounding margin was 41-27. to The Hokies didn't shoot great. I mean, they only shot 40%, and they only attempted 10 threes. They made five of them. They usually make about eight per game. Um, but the offensive spacing Worked really, really well. Tech adjusted and tweaked some things, which we can talk about a sec from the first Duke game. And I think the most important thing was Tech was connected defensively. It was a salty defense, just stifling. Duke could never really get anything going, never got into a rhythm. Um, Cheyenne Day-Wilson, who had 17 that first matchup, Tech used a little bit different strategy um, on her specifically, and, and they really limited her production. So overall, a, a really, really big win. That's back-to-back-to-back ranked wins, all by 10-plus points, five in a row for the Hokies, they're in the running and, you know, kind of control their own destiny in terms of ACC seedings um, for the ACC tournament, potentially the regular season title. Um, they're currently in third, one game behind Notre Dame and, and Duke, who are 12-3 and three over, overall in the conference. Um, and they're on track right now. I mean, they keep winning like this. There's 
I mean, at this point, I think there's almost no doubt that they're going to be yeah. hosting an NCAA tournament first and second round. Well, you mentioned it, Tex, in the midst of that five-game stretch in which they played five ranked opponents, and they're 3-0 and so far. And like we mentioned, they made this one look easy. We talked about it. It was a 16-point game, but Tech led by as much as 27 points, and 16 was the closest the margin was since the first quarter. Yeah, it, would, it wasn't really close. Um Tech's de- again, Tech's offense. It wasn't like Tech's offense was phenomenal, um, but but Tech's defense. Day Wilson was so productive in that first meeting in Cameron Indoor, where Tech's offense really could not get anything going, and Tech's defense was kind of just there, kept Tech in the game for a while. This time it was the opposite. Tech's defense was phenomenal, and Tech's offense was better than average, but still was not perfect. It, it wasn't the best offensive outing, but it didn't need to be because that's how good the defense was. I thought it was really interesting how Tech used Taylor Soul and Kayla King a little bit more length than Georgia Amor to guard Day Wilson. I think that frustrated her a little bit. Um, and then offensively, I thought the key to the game was Virginia Tech's adjustments from that first game. Elizabeth Kitley and Georgia Amor were were a combined 3 of 21 with 11 points mm-hmm. in that first meeting in Durham. They scored 40 on Thursday night. They were both 8 of 18. They were phenomenal together. And Kenny Brooks mentioned it after the game that they spent pretty much all of Tuesday coming up with new wrinkles and adjusting and and, and new tweaks to the offense where they didn't want Duke to front Elizabeth Kitley and they, they didn't want them to rough her up and be super physical under the basket. So what Tech did was they moved Kitley around and got Kitley different looks away from the basket, kind of isolated her one-on-one, gave her looks that she was comfortable with, but that were different than before. Kitley said they spent all day on Tuesday working on that, and it paid off, and along along with those wrinkles, Georgia Amor got some different looks, similar to the ones before, but off different actions than previous, and she hit four three-pointers. So, Whatever Tech did specifically, it worked offensively, even though the Hokies only shot 40%, you know, and their points per possession was right around one. Their defense was electric and and really set the tone and all over. I mean, from start to finish, Virginia Tech dominated and it wasn't close. And that's a third straight, you know, 10 plus point win over a ranked opponent and you know, one of those was on the road, two of those are at home, and they're all teams that are really, really good. Well, you mentioned it. Both you and Jack were down at Cameron Indoor Stadium for the first meeting between the two. Liz Kitley, four points. Georgia Amor, seven. Last night, both scored 20, and Taylor Soul with 11. Tech went, like you said, 40% from the field, 50% from three. And you mentioned it, quite honestly, put together one of their better defensive performances in quite some time. Duke just 34% from the field and 30%, or I'm sorry, 34% from the field and 30% from three. Yeah, text points per possession defensively. I'm going to pull this up. I texted this to Evan Hughes, obviously the voice of the uh, Hokies women's basketball, last night. And, of course, he was on his way down to Charleston ahead of uh, big baseball weekend. Um, Text defensive points per possession, so Duke offensive points per possession on Thursday night, .68. That's the fifth lowest number this season for Virginia Tech on defense. The other four, the top four, USC Upstate, Longwood, Mount St. Mary's, and USC Asheville. Mm-hmm. Tech's, Tech's defensive performance was on par with really, really bad teams that the Hokies played back in November and December. 
yet they're playing a really good team in Duke. And and yes, Duke doesn't necessarily have the offensive firepower that that some other teams in the ACC do. It's a little bit more difficult to stop a team like Notre Dame, I would say, or Louisville. But Duke is good. Duke's a top 10 team in the country for a reason, and Tech blew them out of the water. And it wasn't really, that's why I said it wasn't really close. Mm-hmm. The Hokies controlled the game from start to finish. Uh, Georgia Amore controlling the pace. Duke pressed a lot. Duke pressed a lot in Cameron Indoor Stadium, but Tech did not handle it well. When Tech Tech had to break the press last night, did a really good job handling it. Taylor Soul picked up a little bit of the slack. Kayana Trailer picked up a little bit of the slack. It was a team effort across the board, even though, you know, Kayla King, DeAsia Gregg, and, and Kayana Trailer really only combined for 10 points. Um, they didn't need to do too much because Soul and Amor and Kitley were all just rolling. And, um, you know, Kenny Brooks said afterwards they didn't want Georgia Amor to have to basically handle the ball for 40 minutes. She didn't have to because Tech, the game plan went the right way. And honestly, from start to finish, it was a fantastic performance. Really, really good crowd. That's about all you can ask for on a Thursday night in Castle Coliseum ahead of a pretty big weekend. And, And here's the thing. You know, Kenny Brooks said they're playing postseason basketball right now. Past couple games have been against teams that are postseason caliber. They got NC State coming into Castle on Sunday, ESPN 2 game. Then they got North Carolina next week on the road. That's another postseason game, if that's what you want to call it. Then you've got the ACC tournament. So this team is playing at a very, very high level right now. That's the other thing, too. Not only is Virginia Tech a high-level team, they're hitting their strides at the right time, too. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Only three points for Duke in the second quarter. The score at halftime was 33-14. to 14. All right, so Virginia Tech right now would be the three-seed in Greensboro, a game back of Duke and Notre Dame, like you mentioned. What are the chances the Hokies can win the regular season? You got to win out. Okay. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I don't have Duke and... In- Notre Dame schedule's right in front of me. I assume Duke has to play Carolina still again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is this league is so good that you can't expect other teams to slip up, right? The ACC is going to eat itself alive, but teams like Duke and Notre Dame are excellent. And Virginia Tech, I think, to have a chance... Virginia Tech could, to be fair, win a share of the regular season title. And I think that's possible. Winning outright would be a little bit more difficult because Tech owns... Tech would own the tiebreaker uh well tech does not own the head-to-head tiebreaker against notre dame because tech Mm -hmm. lost and if it came down to duke tech probably i would have to think about what duke did against notre dame i believe duke beat notre dame so duke if it came down to a tie if it came down to a tiebreaker duke in theory would hold the head-to-head or hold the tiebreaker over virginia tech due to its win over notre dame Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of uh, it gets tough, but I do think that Tech could technically clinch, you know, a share of the ACC title at least. You got to win out. You've got NC State, North Carolina, and then a a pretty poor Georgia Tech team over the next couple days. Final home game in Castle Coliseum this season, regular season, of course, Mm -hmm. on, on Sunday. But I mean, this Hokies team is rolling. I think that's all you can ask for right now, and I think they've got a really good chance to 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 have an opportunity to do something historic in the ACC if they play well down the stretch. So Duke finishes up in Charlottesville against Virginia and then at home against NC State and North Carolina. So that's no a, gimmies, that's, but... That's a, that's a treacherous yep. schedule. They, I could still see them going 3-0, though. I really uh, could. Yeah. And then Notre Dame finishes up. Let's see. They finish up at Pitt with Georgia Tech at home and at Louisville. 
So yeah, I, I think you could you could potentially see I could see a likely scenario where Virginia Tech and Notre Dame finish tied and Duke is like a game behind, like yeah, one more loss. Um and Notre Dame would end up being the number one seed, but Tech would technically win a share of the regular AC's regular season title. But still, man, I mean, you're putting yourself in good position. That kind of just talks about how good the league is. But I mean, as of now, the Hokies I think the more important thing is that the Hokies are in like it's not really a question at this point. Virginia Tech, unless Virginia Tech does something, lose to Georgia Tech, horrendous. Well, unless Virginia Tech like loses out, yeah, true. I th- At this point, yeah, yeah, I think Virginia Tech's gonna host an NCAA tournament first and second round game, which is gonna be electric. Speaking of what's next for Virginia Tech, we hit on it. NC State and Virginia Tech on Sunday, four o'clock on ESPN two, inside Castle Coliseum. The Wolfpack coming unranked but it's still one of the premier matchups of the ACC regular season. What catches your eye about this matchup? Well, you and I were there mm-hmm. in Raleigh. Um, the three of us, we like road trips now. To, to, the, to, <laughs> to the triangle. To the triangle, yeah. Um, I, it, it's interesting. NC State's playing a little bit better. Um, I tell you what, Wes Moore, I thought that was the most dejected I'd ever seen a head coach after a, a loss. I'm sure you would probably say the same. Yeah. NC State did not play well in that first meeting um, and now they got to come to Blacksburg. Like, like this is going to be a, a, a not an easy game for NC State. Um, I think the Hokies are are in the right spot. I tell you what, the biggest thing has been the Hokies getting out to early jumps. Right, the last three games: NC State, Florida State, Duke, Virginia Tech started out early. Brooke Wyckoff in Florida State called a timeout 47 seconds into the game the other night, right? Carol Lawson didn't need to do it right away, but she did it eventually because Tech just came out and basically swarmed the other team. And if Virginia Tech continues to come out of the gate like that, and and it, Tech is being very steady, right? Not forcing anything, just taking its time and and picking its moments, and that's what you need if you're the Hokies. They've played really, really well so far, and I think, I think they're gonna play play really well. You know, in front of a really good home crowd on on Sunday against NC State Senior Day and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it should be a good one, especially on ESPN two. NC State coming off of a 77-66 win over North Carolina last night in Raleigh after losing three of its last four before that. You mentioned it, Tech won the first meeting between the two, 73-61 inside Reynolds Coliseum. We both were there. You talked about the fast start. That night, Virginia Tech got off to a 13-2 start, and since then, two fast starts as well against Florida State and uh, Duke last night. What does Virginia Tech have to replicate from that night in Raleigh and carry over to take down the Wolfpack for the second time? Uh, get the ball inside. Um, I think, obviously, AC player of the year and all-american elizabeth kitley is great um but the way tech adjusted last night against duke i thought was was pretty impressive considering that it's really hard to reinvent yourself in the middle of a season and what tech did um was a bit different uh than it had done all season right drawing kitley out 15 20 feet away from the basket and essentially putting her in a one-on-one situation she can make that shot but she hasn't really taken it all year and it kind of goes to show you how smart and how quickly players like that pick things up i i think putting kitley in the right positions and making sure everybody else is in a right in the right place to play off of her, I think that's the most important thing because NC State could not handle Kitley last time. Yeah. Um, 
the bigs just got in foul trouble mm-hmm. and got in foul trouble early. I, I think the Hokies have a big advantage. Uh, I think Georgia Amor is going to have to be good again, but she has been, and she's playing like she's an ACC first team, you know, all ACC first team performer. Um, in my opinion, she's been probably the best or second best point guard in the ACC behind only Olivia Miles, maybe you could say. Probably so. Um, She's fantastic, and and Virginia Tech is clicking at the right moment. Taylor Soul's been good. Kayla King, Kayana Trailer, Deja Greg, everybody's been good. Everybody's chipping in, doing their part. I think the Hokies just need to replicate kind of that team performance. That night, Amor with 27, Kitley with 25. Hokies were 49% from the field, 47% from three, 12 of 13 from the free throw line, and they out-rebounded the Wolfpack with ease at a 42-24 advantage. Hokies looking for another big-time victory against NC State this Sunday at 4 p.m. on ESPN2. That'll do it for our first segment coming up on TSL today. In the next segment, David and I will talk tech men's hoops, and then Jack Bruce and I will come on to talk tech wrestling. All that and much more coming up on TSL today. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, Hokie Nation, to this edition of TSL Today. In the first half, we talked about Virginia Tech women's hoops, their win over Duke, and preview in NC State. And now it's time to talk about the men's slate with wrestling coming up as well. David Cunningham is still on set. Kyle Marshak behind the scenes. And then Jack Brizanine will join us in just a second. David, Virginia Tech men's basketball, 77-70 loss to Georgia Tech on Wednesday night in Atlanta. Quite the ugly performance from the Hokies, and it likely ends their NCAA tournament hopes. Yeah, it's quadrant three loss uh, on the road at a Georgia Tech team that's not very good. Um, Kind of the opposite of Notre Dame, where Georgia Tech's offense is not good at all. 15th out of 15 teams in the ACC coming into that game on Wednesday night. And Tech just couldn't stop them. Tech's defense is Virginia Tech's defense, I should say, mm-hmm. is, is just not been very good lately. Um, Georgia Tech's defense is good, and and that's what causes problems, right? Josh Pastner, he goes all out. Um, it's really really funny. He'll he'll go from a one three one to a two three to man to man. He played a triangle and two at one point. He does all the different things just to make it difficult, and for a while it kind of stunted Tech. I thought Tech Virginia Tech was better down the stretch, but the Hokies could not defend anybody, and they haven't really been able to over the last couple games. You know, the last last three games they lost to Boston College, beat Notre Dame, and then went on the road and lost to Georgia Tech on Wednesday. Their last good defensive performance came against Virginia. Yeah, That was two weekends ago from Saturday. So... They're just not playing good defense right now, and I, it's it's tough because you can't really change a lot of stuff up midweek. Again, we kind of talked about that with Tech women's basketball, which is why it's so impressive. Um, but yeah, this, and that kind of ends their NCAA tournament at large bid. Yeah, hopes. I mean, they're already kind of on the outside looking in. They're sitting in twelfth in the ACC. If the, if the season ended today, Virginia Tech would be playing in the first or second game on Tuesday, the first day of the NCAA tur- AC, the first day of the ACC tournament. Tech was the seven seed last year, which yeah, like so after Tech's horrible start last year, Tech still ended up as the seven seed, which is impressive. This Tech team is the twelve seed as of Friday, so there's only so much you can do, right? You're Five and ten in the conference, you can get to five hundred, but you'd have to win out. And even then, that you're gonna have to do some stuff because at this point, you know, Tech's lost to to three teams in the bottom tier of the mm-hmm. ACC: two to Boston College and once to Georgia Tech. In in an ACC that is, while the teams are closer together, it's like an accordion effect. 
the teams are closer together, but the best team is not as bad, not as good as it has been in the past. And the worst team is actually probably worse than it has been in the past in Louisville, right? The ACC's, you know, the sixth or seventh best conference in the country. It's not like you're getting credit for all these great wins. Even the North Carolina win doesn't look great right now. So, yeah, Tech's just not in a good position, and it, it stinks. Well, you mentioned it. Yeah, people are like, well, maybe the Hokies can win the ACC again. Well, they're probably going to have to win five days in a row, which is almost four, impossible and, to do. And 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 never been done before. And four was hard enough. Uh-huh. And Tech was only the second team ever to, to win four in a row. Um, it's tough. And again, I don't I don't think this team has played with the intensity down the stretch this year that it showed that last year's team showed. Right, that team was grinding defensively. Every single night, night in, night out, that team played defense and didn't necessarily have the best shooting performance every single night, but you knew the defense was always going to be there. This Virginia Tech team can't defend, Mm -hmm. and the offense has been fantastic. Grant Bazilli's looked like an all-ACC player in the past two weeks, but it's kind of like a one-man show at times offensively, and um, Tech is putting up a lot of points, but at the end of the day, you got to play defense. Hokie shot just 41% from the field, 6 of 23 from 3, good for 26%. And according to you, I saw on your Twitter feed, just 13 of 25 when it comes to layups, which is certainly not going to win you ball. Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech had, I believe Virginia Tech had uh, 14 or 15 offensive rebounds and uh, 15 offensive rebounds, I believe, and and 14 second chance points. Or maybe it was the opposite. Um, Not great. Uh, Like, not great, Bob. Uh, Just Mm. plain and simple. I mean... Tech had a lot of second-chance opportunities and just missed them. A lot of layups that just missed. Yes, some of them were contested, but this this team is just sloppy right now. And Tech's, Tech didn't give up, right? I thought Tech was better down the stretch. Pulled within six. Got it closer than that, I think. It might I think it got to five at one yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, but again, you can't play well for... 13 to 15 minutes and not play well for the other 25 and expect to win a basketball game. 21 points from Grant Bazilli, 17 from Justin Mutz. He almost had a triple-double and 11 from both Hunter Couture and Sean Padula, but ultimately not enough. This is the big question I have for you, and I think most of the fan base is wondering, what has been, I know they've been struggling defensively, but why has that been the case? Like, why has this happened in between Virginia? I mean, it was, what, a, a four-day difference between Virginia and Boston College, and they have not been good defensively since. What happened in between that time? I think Tech was fired up for the UVA game, especially after what happened last time, and I thought Sean Padula's defense was better. Um, notice that the the point guard has, has not necessarily— the point, opposing point guards have not necessarily been killing Tech lately. I think Padula's defense has been okay, but I think— I think Tech's rotations have been slow. Notre Dame is kind of a case of its own, right? Tech switched everything against Notre Dame because Nate Lashevsky and the Irish are so hard to guard. Mike Brace so creative with what he does. But there's no excuse for Boston College and Georgia Tech. Those offenses are not very good. And I think Virginia Tech's just a little lackadaisical, right? BC, Quentin Post said it for Boston College after the game. Tech is not good defending the pick and roll. Tech is not good, especially when it's slow developing. Kind of think about a little bit of Wake Forest RPO in football, Mm -hmm. right? Slow developing, hard to stop. Tech was not good defending the pick and roll, has not been great all year. And that exposed Tech in that game. 
against Georgia Tech, you know, just I, I I'm not really sure what was going wrong in that Georgia Tech game, but in my opinion, Justin Mutz and Hunter Couture, the two best defenders on this team, have not necessarily at times looked like the best defenders. And I think that's a problem, right? You need your best players to be your best players. That's self-explanatory. And I just think there have been times where it's gotten away from them. And I think Grant Bazzilli's defense has improved, but I think across the board, Mike Young's trying to experiment and doesn't help that MJ Collins broke his nose and is playing with a mask and there's no Darius Maddox. Um, it, it's tough, but I think... There's just it's the team's not connected, and that's a problem. And you know, Chris Coleman wrote a great piece about it yesterday. This is the first time in Mike Young's four years that Tech has been sub 100 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Even the Wabisa B, Nahim Aline, Hunter Couture offense, Mike Young's or uh, guards in Mike Young's first season with PJ Horn and Landers Nolly, those guys were plus 100 in in adjusted defense. So something's going on with this team, and I'm curious to see how. I don't know if it's an easy in-season tweak, but you've got some good teams coming up. I mean, Pitt, Pitt ACC leaders coming to town on, mm-hmm. on Saturday. You got to go to Duke. You got Miami at home. Florida State and NC State, or Florida State and Louisville should be kind of easy games. But at this point, you're losing to Georgia Tech and Boston College. No game's a gimme. Well, so let's quickly turn our attention to Pitt inside Castle Coliseum on Saturday. The Panthers, the surprise team in the ACC, picked 14th in the preseason poll. And if the season ended today, they would be the ACC regular season champions. What can you tell us about the Panthers? Well, they'd be co-champions with UVA, but they would be the number one seed in the tournament. And I think that's kind of the wild thing. Pitt was picked 14th. Pitt's physical, man. Uh, As Mike Young said on Tech Talk Live last night, kind of reminds you of the old uh, Jamie Dixon Pitt teams. Just really... Tough, physical, athletic. Uh, Hokies just and Hokies have struggled with athletic teams this year. Georgia Tech was good. Boston College is somewhat athletic, but Miami's really, really athletic. Um, big, physical, gonna, gonna make it tough. Play really good defense. I, I think you know th- this is one of the tougher matchups Virginia Tech's had this season, and it comes at an interesting time because Pitt's got a team under Jeff Capel that has been really, really good. But but Capel's done a fantastic job in turning this team around, and I think transfer portal helps. I think that's self-explanatory. Well, Pitt head coach Jeff Capel, probably the favorite to win ACC coach He should, yes. Year. NC State's Kevin Keats could be up there. Yeah, but uh, at, at this point, Capel would have my vote. Yeah, that's who I would vote for, too, if I had a vote. Blake Henson having quite the year for the Panthers, 15.9 points a game, 6.3 rebounds. Jamarius Burton, a returner from last year, nearly 16 points a game. And then Greg Elliott at 11 and Nellie Cummings at 10.5, averaging double figures as well. Well, David, thank you so, so much for coming on, talking men's and women's hoops. We're going to do a little switcheroo here. Jack Brizendine is going to come on. David's going to exit. So, David, thank you very much. No problem. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Having me on, yeah. All right, Jack, here we go. Cool. Thank you. All right, Jack. Welcome to the set, big guy. Excited to be here. Always hyped to talk Hokies wrestling. I know. It is a big day for the Hokies on the mat. Number seven, Virginia Tech. Hosting Virginia inside Castle Coliseum tonight at 7 p.m. on the ACC Network Extra. Jack, all 10 Tech wrestlers are ranked. With a win, the Hokies will gain a share of the ACC dual meet title. So let's jump right into things. What stands out to you about tonight? Um, I would say senior night. I think senior night's probably the coolest thing about tonight because obviously you expect Virginia Tech to win. 
Um, in my prediction on TechSideline.com, it's 30-6 to 6 is roughly what I would predict. Um, I talked to the head coach, Tony Roby, Wednesday morning, and he said that Colin Girardi might get the start at 141 over true freshman Tom Crook just because Girardi's a fifth-year senior. He's started before. He's a really great guy in the program, and, you know, he – he deserves that moment um, on senior night. So I expect him probably to start at 141. Then you've got, you know, Makai Lewis, Hunter Bowen, among others who are going to have their their senior night moment. So, so that's something cool to look out for, other than the fact that it's going to be a good match that the Hokies should should do well in. Four ranked matchups tonight. And again, if you want to get fully caught up, go read Jack Brizendine's preview on TechSideline.com at 149. Number eight, Caleb Henson, who could be the next Makai Lewis for Virginia Tech, will face off against number 27, Jared Verk. Lorene, is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not sure. I, I probably just butchered his name. That's all right. Um, and then at 165, you have number 16, Justin McCoy for UVA, wrestling number 27, Connor Brady. At 184, this is probably the primary match of the night, number 700, Bolin versus number 16, Neil Andresian. And then at 197, number 22, Andy Smith against number 25, Michael Batista. Hokies have the advantage in really the, over, the other six matchups. Is there any chance the Hokies could have trouble with UVA tonight? We saw what happened with Pitt a couple weeks ago in Castle. Any chances the Cavaliers give the Hokies some fits? I don't think so. I think, you know, as far as the ACC goes, it's definitely Tech, NC State, Pitt, and the big drop-off, UVA, North Carolina, and then a bigger drop-off in Duke. And that's not trying to throw shade at Duke, but that's kind of how it how it goes. Um, yeah, Virginia's a good wrestling program, really good coaching staff. Um has always been a feisty program, but I think Tech's just on a different level. I don't think that there's any I, – I had in the prediction that UVA might come on the right side of two matches, but, I mean, to be honest, it could go either way. I could see Tech – I mean, Tech could just shut out UVA. That's always a possibility, but I think it should be a match where, where Tech cruises. I think a lot of these seniors are going to want to go out on a high note um, in their final Castle Coliseum matches, so – I think this should be a pretty pretty easy contest. I, I hate to say that because Virginia is a really good wrestling mm-hmm. school, but it should for a school of Virginia Tech's caliber, it should be not a huge huge uh, task. Well, we'll save your score prediction for the preview. Hokies coming off of Tobacco Road wins over Duke and North Carolina. Again, to your point about Duke, UVA took down the Blue Devils last Friday in Charlottesville, forty-five to three. So that kind of shows where the Blue Devils yeah. are at. Who needs to make the biggest statement for Virginia Tech tonight? Obviously, Bryson Donian was major last week. Tom Crooks was major last week, but he may not wrestle. Who needs to make the biggest statement for the Hokies? Yeah, I don't know if anyone really needs to make a statement. One person I'm really excited to see wrestle um, is Eddie Ventresca. Mm-hmm. Eddie was named the starter uh, about two weeks ago before Duke, and since then has had a tech fall and the upset over the number 17 guy in the country. And he jumped to the rankings to number 23 after being unranked last week. So he's he's someone I'm really excited to see if he continues that tear t- tonight. Um, I'm excited to see Caleb Henson against another ranked opponent. He's really just sort of, uh, I guess, shocked. I don't want to say shocked the wrestling world, but he's sort of lit up the wrestling world with how talented he is as a true freshman. And, you know, he's sort of just been stacking ranked wins this year. So as goofy as I guess it is to say like a ranked wins expected for this guy as a true freshman it really is um to, so to see if he can continue that success I'm excited to see Bryson Donian re- rebound off of a loss because you know he really doesn't have that many losses in his career so mm-hmm. you don't really see many matches with him trying to bounce back so I think he'll be out out with a chip on his shoulder tonight excited to see Mikhail Lewis wrestle and his what 
is possibly his final match in Castle Coliseum. Same with Hunter Bowen. Um, and yeah, I think it's just going to be a really, really cool match for, for both teams. Yeah, Austin O'Connor from Carolina, who, correct me if I'm wrong, the defending national champion. Uh, no, he won. He was the national champion a couple years Two ago. Two years at, ago. Um, I'm pretty sure at 165. He was the one who majored um, Bryson Donian last week in Chapel right, Hill. Me, yeah, one. Yeah, I was thinking someone else. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. So he majored no, he Bryson Donian yeah. last week. So hopefully Bryce can bounce back. We talked about the ACC dual meet title. What are the chances the Hokies win the ACC? Obviously, NC State's up there. Mm-hmm. Hokies took care of them in the ACC regular season, though obviously the ACC championships on the wrestling matter are a little bit different, and Pitt's been surging as well. So what are the chances that the Hokies take away the ACC crown? Uh, at the tournament, I would say, I talked about this on the ESPN Blacksburg yesterday, I kind of went weight class by weight class, and I had maybe four weight classes where Tech has a very good shot at winning those. Um, and I think four is probably good enough to get you that ACC uh, championship at the tournament. As far as the regular season, um, you know, Tech faces UVA tonight, should win that. NC State has UNC, tougher matchup than UVA, but NC State should win that. And Pitt has Duke. And I think if Duke somehow pulls off that upset and paves the way for a Virginia Tech, for Virginia Tech and NC State, I don't know what would happen. But um, yeah, no, I just think that. I think that Tech's got a really good chance to the AC tournament sort of, I guess, right the wrongs that they might have had in the, the regular season. Sounds good. So you will be in Castle tonight yep. covering Tech UVA for TSL. And then you'll, then you'll be in Raleigh in a couple weeks, too, mm-hmm. at uh, Reynolds yep. Coliseum, correct, for the ACC yep. Championship. So for all of that, what's your Twitter? At Jack, Jack, Jack P. Brizendine on Twitter? Yep. Is that at, correct? At okay, Jack so give, give Jack a follow on Twitter. And then you can, as always, read his stuff on TechSideland.com. Does a great job covering wrestling for us here at TSL. Quickly, real fast, want to hit on before we close it out. Baseball and softball in action this weekend. Baseball opened up their season down in Charleston, South Carolina, against the College of Charleston. A 4 p.m. first pitch today. That is opening day for Tech Baseball. Of course, the Hokies, a win away from Omaha last year. Meanwhile, the softball team off to a 5-0 start. Currently, they're losing to Oklahoma State as we're recording this podcast 9-3 down in Clearwater, so they could fall on that one. But this is going to be quite a weekend full of tests for Tech Softball. Number 5, Oklahoma, Nebraska, number 2, UCLA, number 10, Arizona, and the South Florida Bulls. So should be a fun weekend on the diamond for both Tech Sports. Before we wrap it up, I want to thank Jack Brizendine across the way, David Cunningham, who was on for the first half and the first half of the second segment, and then Kyle Marshak, who has his alarm going off as our best <laughs> podcast producer in the land behind the scenes. Thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of TSL Today. We'll talk to you on Monday after hopefully a huge weekend of Hokie Sports. Have a great weekend, everybody, and take care.